maxing out at 40 miles an hour. I got to ask you, Vince, did you feel a weird sense of responsibility? I got to protect this guy because he's obviously. No, I just thought it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. At 814 on Wisconsin's Morning News, just letting you know we are on top of the situation in Racine. Racine Unified Schools are open today. If you live there and you're waiting for the bus to pick up the kids, could be late, E. Sounds like they've had issues with some of the bus routes, just too slippery, and they've also had some issues where some bus drivers didn't want to take the kids because they didn't want to get them in a vehicle that would be hard to control, so there's some kids that are still at home, and... They're all trying to get that figured out, so be patient today in Racine. It caused a little bit of confusion as parents yeah. were saying, wait, is school on or no? The bus picked my kid up and then dropped him back off? Like, what is happening? So we can't tell you Racine Unified is in session today. Many buses are running late there. Parents are free to keep their kids home if they would prefer. Also can drive your kid to school if yeah. you prefer to get uh, your children there that way. But we're on top of that sitch this morning. Excited to kick off this part of the show with a guest whom you know and his mom whom I'm fascinated for you to meet and hear from today for a number of different reasons. Now, he is the president of our Milwaukee Bucks and Fiserv Forum. She is the reason we're talking today. Peter Fagan and his mother, Barbara, are in studio with us this morning. You look nervous over there. Are you okay? No, I, I just, I'm being watched. Now I've got my mother. I feel like there's a behavioral part of it. So I'm going to be, I'm going to listen a lot more than I usually do. Barbara, it's so wonderful to have you today. I'm sorry the weather isn't better here. Well, thanks so much. It's great to be with you. So Mrs. Fagan is an immigrant to this country. She's written an extraordinary and timely book about her family's escape from Nazi Germany and her ascendancy in a male-dominated business world and, and how she's raised three sons, including our guy Peter here. All of that to follow. I do want to start with this. Because, Mrs. Fagan, I knew we were going to love you because we had some fun with Peter earlier this Buck season. I think it was first game of the year. It might have been opening night. Yeah. And he had mentioned that you were going to be in town for the game and he was hosting you at the game. And he told us that you are not only his biggest fan, but can be his biggest critic. I want you to hear this. Does she offer her various opinions on it? (laughs) <laughs> is, this the way, is this the way the lighting should be? I don't know. I don't know. That music, music is awfully loud, awfully loud. You don't think it's disturbing to some people? <laughs> is he really like that not when you go true, to the Not true, not true. I don't I'm remember his, that. <laughs> it doesn't I'm, sound like you. I'm his greatest fan, and uh, I, I'm a great fan of Pfizer Forum and the way it operates and runs. I think they're doing a fabulous job. It must be so fun when you walk around with your son and know that uh, he's done so well here and the Bucks have done so well here uh, since he's been a part of the organization. It's a thrill. It's a real thrill. It really, really Does is. he introduce you around and stuff? Sure. Oh, good. Yep. That's a terrible question, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> right. what, 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 how can What's I that? not introduce my mom <laughs> like around? That's a terrible I question. Be, I bet people love to meet her, though. This is your mom? Oh, oh they love mom. the mom. Right. Always, yes. <laughs> Most popular person in the arena, I imagine. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's start on the reason that, that you're here. This book, um, your family's escape from Nazi Germany in 1940. Um, the book is called My American Dream, and it really connected with me on that level because my late grandparents lived on the south side here in Milwaukee, and their next-door neighbor, and I remember this as a kid because it was a story that was told over and over again, next-door neighbor to my grandparents had a very similar story of, I believe it was out of occupied Austria at the time, mm. but 
left with what was on their backs in a very well-coordinated effort that they talked about for weeks, if not months, of how they were going to pull it off. And this was something that my family, that we talked about, that we knew. The folks next door, they escaped these conditions. How extraordinary. Well, our situation was very different from that because uh, my father, who was Jewish, and my mother, who was Lutheran, um, did not have great plans. My father had been in the uh, in the German Air Force in World War One, and his feeling was that he had given to Germany, so Germany would always take care of him. So he had a sister who left and encouraged him to leave, but he said, no, 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 I'm fine here, despite all the persecution that was going on of Jews. Uh, he no longer could work. Uh, after I was born, he really looked after me. He took me to a churchyard across the street to to play, and they had yellow benches for Jews to sit on, and they had to wear yellow stars. And my father refused to do that because he was a German, and Germans would take care of him. Uh, finally, he realized that he had to get out, and this was very late uh, as it related to World War II. So in, in July of 1940, he frantically scrambled around trying to get uh, visas and appropriate documentation and 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 uh, money. You had to have American money to be able to pay your fare. And he had a sister who lived in New York who sent money for him, but there was no money for my mother or me. So he had to scramble around trying to find someone who would support a trip for us. And he finally got... Uh, a group of Quakers and another religious group to help pay our fares. And we got on this train because there was no way anymore to get across the Atlantic. You know, at first we were supposed to go on a ship out of Italy, the Rex. And my father was all set to take us to Italy and we'll go on the Rex. And they said, no more Rex, no more ships across the Atlantic because of the German submarines. So the question was, how are we going to get out of here? And uh, finally, he got he got passage on this train that left Berlin in July of 1940, went for 17 days. I mean, try to imagine going on a 17-day <laughs> trip with a two-and-a-half-year-old. Oh, forget I it. I mean, it's just— In the best conditions, right? Beyond yeah. the beyondo. Uh, very hard to imagine. And it was a grueling, terrifying trip— uh, 17 days on a dirty, terrible train. Uh, there, there were often days when there was no food for people, nothing to drink. And my father had $10.50 for our whole family. And we were going to America. He knew no one. They had no connections, no idea how to make a life in America. All they knew was we're getting out of here. And the train was stopped 14 times. And each and time, each I imagine, time, they were very frightened. They had to show all of their documentation. Sure. They had to have their luggage inspected. And they had very little luggage, just what they could carry. Uh, terrified, terrified that they would be taken off the train. And, and God knows what would happen to them at that point. So the train went from Berlin through Lithuania, across Russia, including Siberia, and uh, through China, parts of China, Korea, and finally to Japan. And from Yokohama, we took a Japanese ship, the Hikawa Maru, uh, to Seattle. 
And there we were in Seattle. And, you know, as I said, my father had no idea what will become of us. As he said in his journal, which I discovered not very long ago, three quarters of the way around the world into the unknown. So, Peter, is this a story that because every family is different. I wish I had asked more questions as a young person of my grandparents and, and learned some more of, of this. Is this a story that you've heard many times over? Or do you feel like, geez, I need to buy this book? No, 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 no. And I'm not buying the book. I, mean, I, better, I better get a comp issue of the book. If there's any. No, this was like, this was kind of an epiphany when my mom and her sister found the journal and kind of went through it. And I think if you read through the book, there, there's really kind of like they went through life, not really going through details of of this story, which is kind of fascinating as we as we go through it. So I think we had an inkling of like this was our grandparents' journey and we knew them like, you know, through our childhood and and uh and kind of teenage years, but but no idea of 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 kind of the gra- gravity of, of like what this story was about. Peter Fagan and Barbara Fagan are our guests in the studio. I want to take a quick break and so much more to get to about everything that happened after you got to America and how that message resonates today. We'll do that right after the break. Next. A26 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Wish we could do this conversation through the morning. Uh, Peter Fagan, of course, president of the Milwaukee Bucks and Pfizer Forum, and his mother Barbara are in studio with us this morning. Barbara Fagan has written a book called My American Dream. And so your family arrives on the West Coast. I need to fast forward here a little bit to your career in advertising. What, about the 1960s then? Somehow this immigrant child has emerged in this male-dominated <laughs> field, and you're crushing it in the advertising world. Well, not not right away. <laughs> <laughs> it took a minute. <laughs> uh, it, it started in the 60s. I uh, When I graduated from college, there were very, very few options for women. We could either become nurses, teachers, typists, or get married. And none of those options really appealed to me at oh, that no? time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I heard about a, a graduate program in business that was being run by the Harvard Business School and Radcliffe Graduate School because at that time, uh, women were not admitted to the Harvard Business School. So there, there was a separate, allegedly equal program, uh, same courses, same professors, but it was not taught at the business school campus, it was taught at Radcliffe, which in retrospect seems sort of silly. But anyway, that's the way it was at that time. As I, as I got out of that program, I, I really wanted to go into marketing. And the, the career path way to go into marketing was really to, be, to go into product management or brand management where you had profit and loss responsibility. That was not open to women. You know, there was just no way to get that kind of a job at that time for a woman. So my way into marketing was through market research. And I got a job as a market research trainee at the then Vic Chemical Company, makers of Vicks VapoRub, Formula 44, all those good brands that I'm sure you know. Of course. It's now part of Procter & Gamble. And um, I, I worked there. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Worked there for about a year got very good feedback on my performance and so forth. And I thought, well, I think it's time for me to go and have a conversation with my boss uh, about my career path. So I kind of nervously made an appointment and knocked on his door and we sat down and I said, Tom, um, I really 
you know, want to talk to you about my career path. I've been here a year. You've given me good feedback. And he just sort of stared at me for a minute and he said, there is no career path. They get married, have babies and leave. I said, who's they? (laughs) Women. Yes. I said, Tom. I do plan to get married. I plan to have babies, but I went to business school. I plan to have a career. Well, he said, Barbara, and then he just started laughing. And he said, if that's what you want, I can't help you. Uh, You have to leave. And so I did. I left. And that's when I found my way into the advertising business. So I started in advertising Mm -hmm. in the 60s, but went for many decades beyond that. And... um, (laughs) <laughs> there were challenges along the way. In my in my first advertising agency, uh, which was a big, prominent agency, I was married at this point, and I was pregnant. I got pregnant. Uh, Jim, my husband, and I were very excited about having a baby. And, and uh, again, I thought, well, I better go and talk to my boss about what my plan is. So I, again, nervously made an appointment and went in. His name was Val, and I said, Val. I'm going to have a baby. Oh, he said, Barbara, that's fabulous. I'm so happy for you. Congratulations to you and Jim. I said, let me tell you what my plan is. I plan to work until the baby is born. Then I'll take a few weeks off, and then I'll be back. And his face fell, and he said, oh, no. He'd never heard anything like that before, We don't do that. You don't do what, Val? We don't have maternity leaves. I said, but Val, that's my plan. I plan to work until the baby is born, take a few weeks off, and then come back. He said, well, I I can't help you with that. I have to talk to the the higher-ups. Oh, I said, thank you very much. (laughs) Tell them thanks. Right, Peter, I want to bring you in here real quick. Uh, We're talking with Barbara Fagan and Peter Fagan, who's president of the Milwaukee Bucks, because the Bucks, as an organization, we talk so much about the the culture that you have in hiring, whether it's from concessions all the way up to the front office. I imagine you were inspired by stories like this and this strong woman in your life who was guiding you. Well, it's part of your nurture nature. So you're raised by a woman who was an executive and ran a large company and kind of you, you don't think differently. So, you know, at the Bucks, like which is a great trend all around, you know, we're probably somewhere around 53, 55 percent, you know, of, of, of women executives, which I thought was, you know, kind of Traditionally, like not what's yeah, pretty you know, normal. As why would you, you have that? You know, I was raised by a woman, you know, who kind of did everything and, you know, was a great parent and was a great executive. And it it made sense to have that kind of representation. So have you seen Mad Men and how accurate is that TV series? Yes, I've seen it. And yes, it's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> All of that. Yeah. Yes. Uh Yes. All right. Good now. So you have an event tonight at the uh, Jewish Community Center. What What are you going to focus on, Barbara? Is it because, you know, anti-Semitism, obviously something in the last year in particular, uh, but the last number of years on the rise, such an important issue in our community. Uh, is is that part of the message tonight or, or, or what is it? Because there's so many different facets to, to what you write about, what you talk about. Well, hopefully I'll, I'll just be able to give some of the highlights of my own story. And, mm-hmm. and there are really... Uh, kind of, I guess, four things that I'll talk about a little bit. One is my father's journal and discovering my father's journal, which he wrote during the prelude to and during the escape was such a uh, 
sort of an emotionally overwhelming experience to me to learn about this at at a very late stage of my life, never having known a thing about it, just taught me everything about not only what their experience was like, but what my parents' character was all about, uh, how brave and courageous they were, how determined they were, and, and what perseverance they had, and and um, their overwhelming optimism and resilience. I mean, you've come upon many bumps in the road, and they always managed to pick themselves up and move forward, and um, and and their just elation about being in the land of the free, because my father says in his journal, "In the land of the free, you can be who you want to be. You can do what you want to do. You can read what you want to read. You can listen to the radio." Uh, that was a big thing Please. to him, <laughs> listening to the radio and hearing different sure. opinions and so forth. So that that part I'll talk about a little bit. And then sort of the three sort of intertwined strands of my own life. One was about growing up as this strange little immigrant German-speaking girl in a weird little family in a small town in Washington, just yearning to become an authentic American. The second one is, is uh, my life, uh, my business life, you know, really uh, – sort of working to to be successful and to achieve what I was was trying to achieve in a very male-dominated business advertising, not just during the 60s, but beyond. Uh, and then thirdly, my life as a, as a mom and a parent of a, uh, a family that I wanted very much to have strong bonds and I wanted us to be very close-knit and both my husband and I were, were very good partners, and, and we worked hard to really make this happen in our family. And I think we were pretty successful. Uh, I would agree. You would be proud to know, because I know my mom likes to hear good things about me. We're glad to have Peter in town with us and running the bucks for us. And bring her by any time, would you? You guys are too nice. Thanks so much for having <laughs> us. Yeah. I really, like well-behaved Vint. This re- is great. Really <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. we'll be irreverent next time you're around, okay? <laughs> and we don't have to send any clips. Uh, Peter and Barbara Fagan with us today. The book is called My American Dream, and it is available in the event tonight at the Jewish Community Center. Thank you so much, Barbara. Wonderful to be with you today. Thank you so much. 835 on Wisconsin's Morning News. <laughs> High of 37 degrees today is your Storm Team forecast. Storm Team 4 meteorologist Tyler Moore says some folks could see up to two inches of snow. Got to be away from the lake for that where it stays colder here during the day because everybody along the lake is getting this wintry mix, some rain and everything sort of freezing on the surfaces. So high of 37 degrees today. That'll be the Milwaukee high. Low down to 34 tonight. Stays foggy. That was another thing coming in, don't you think? Either oh, fog? yeah. A little bit of fog there. Tough to see out there. Yep. Those are not – it's not a good mix of conditions, fog and slippery. Right. So just be aware of that. That fog will be sticking around Wednesday morning. Wednesday's high 39. Thursday's high 39 with scattered rain. Just cloudy on Friday with a high of 40, and Saturday's high 39. And once watch again. those sidewalks. Be careful. Don't assume that every business has thrown out the salt <laughs> quite yet. Be very easy to slip in some of these spots. And then the situation we've been on top of, Adam talked about it here in the bottom of the hour news in Racine. I feel for the folks for Racine Unified. They had school today, and then the buses were running late in some cases. And there were some reports on social media from presumably parents saying, bus picked my kid up, got to the end of the block, turned around, dropped my kid back off. Said, I'm not 
not going. So it, 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 there's multiple reports of that on social responding to the uh, to the Racine Unified School District's page, their Facebook page, where they posted about this. And quickly reiterating, Racine Unified is, is open, open today. Yeah, and they said it's okay. It'll be an excused absence if you can't get in. But that is interesting. So drivers must not have felt comfortable in some areas driving. So they told the kids, all right, just head back home. You got to be careful doing that, though, because... Some of these kids might not be going back to a house that has any parents in yeah, there, right? right? Or Saw my kid off at the bus stop, hopped in the car, went to work. So though you, you might be thinking you're doing the right thing by, yeah, we don't want to be driving in these conditions with kids in the bus, which is, you know, appreciate that. But you got to be careful just sending any young tot walking back to their house. We're sorting that out still this morning. But again, Racine Unified does have school today. Buses may be running late. 847, Wisconsin's Morning News. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm looking at the live stream here, the camera. This is uh, the camera facing Ryan Road then for northbound I-94. looks like traffic's still getting through on a few lanes there to the left. But as Debbie indicated, they're going to have to try to get this semi out that's beached there on the uh, off the shoulder. I mean, it's completely off the freeway. Do you have to do that today, though? Is there any chance you can just leave that there for a bit while we're dealing with all the rest of this? <laughs> Come back a good overnight? point, but the cargo in there might be needed to get going someplace. I don't know. Hey guy, come get your come get your <laughs> come truck get your at two stuff. in the morning yeah. when we can shut this thing down here. Depends right, on what the cargo problems. is, I suppose. You think my guy's going to be back out on his moped? God, I hope not. Given the fact that you saw him yesterday, it makes me think that might be his transportation to <laughs> and from work. I saw yesterday on my way home from work. So I'm coming from downtown, and I'm on the little stretch of I-94, 794 that runs between the Hone Bridge and the Marquette Interchange. So if you can see that way, I'm coming out of downtown. I'm headed eastbound into the Marquette, and I want to go southbound back to the south side. So that's a right-handed exit, Mm -hmm. and then a pretty high ramp that elevates it might be the highest ramp in the Marquette. Got to be close if it's not B. So you're way up there, right? So it's it's kind of a creepy ramp to drive on to, even if you're in your regular old car or truck or whatever. And so I'm on this ramp, and in front of me is this dude on... It's a moped, man. You think it's a moped? That's what it is, yeah. Like, definitely did not look like he belonged on the freeway. It certainly looked like an e-bike to me. It was well short of a motorcycle, I'll tell you that. And And he's driving in the left lane. That's what flummoxes me. What are you doing, dude? So he's got to make this. He's going the same way I am. He's going eastbound to southbound in the Marquette Interchange. And and he's maxing out at 40 miles an hour. I got to ask you, Vince. Did you feel a weird sense of responsibility? I got to protect this guy because he's obviously... No, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> just being honest. Hey, look at this guy. I did, actually, I ran a gamut of emotions. And if you text the word watch, W-A-T-C-H, to the WTMJ Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. Text the word watch or click on the watch now on our website or our mobile app. You can. Greg Pancake Hill, producer of the program, is running the video on our live stream. So you can watch it as, as we work through this. Or you can text the word bike, and I'll send you the link to what we post on our website. But anyways, yeah, I ran the gamut of emotions. First, I thought it was funny. I'm like, no, oh, this is going to be hilarious. And then I was worried for the guy. And then I was kind of proud of him because <laughs> I'm like, hey, buddy's got to get where he's got to sure, get. Right? And he's yeah. doing he, with the vehicle that he has. And then I felt a little grateful for my 12-year-old Honda that mm-hmm. I complain about because it's an old car. And I really like a new car. And I'm like, or you could be that guy, Right. Well, I always There's always that one Harley guy that you see driving in the rough conditions yeah. that you can Snide. always— 
Yeah. <laughs> Our sports guy, Brandon, he, he rides won't, all season. But he won't ride in this, though. No. But so there's always at least that one Harley guy you see. This is different, though. This is moped slash e-bike with a flat tire, too, it appears. He now, do you think that gives him, he thinks that that'll give him better traction? Maybe. The flat tire? Maybe. No, I'm thinking that was largely <laughs> just, was just like, okay. Yeah, given everything else that we've gained from context of what was happening. But I am proud of him because I believe that he's probably a very uh, a noble worker. He's doing the, the work that he needs to do, and then he's going home. To Saving the his, earth, not using yes. too much gas. One person on social media suggested they've seen this person. Like, maybe he's like a guy. You know, we have Interesting. Milwaukee he's the guy that guys. Does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, uh, who is the guy who Milverine. used to... Right, you got Milverine, you got the cannoli guy, oh, right? You got Freeway. You got, got Freeway as a guy. We have our guys. So and they could be guy. women, too. You could just be that person yep. that yep. is seen and known. Who was the guy who used to suntan nude on the beach? Dick Bacon. Yeah. You had that guy. Suntan mm-hmm. guy. He had ride around in his car with the weird messages guy. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Downtown. Oh, I can't remember what his name was. He just drove up and yeah. down Wisconsin Avenue. Is that Brother Ron? Was it? Yeah, 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 something like that. I haven't seen him in years, so I I don't know what's what's come of that guy. So we need to find and connect. So now with... we got freeway moped guy. Yeah. Is For he sh- a guy or was it a just just a dude one time? Look, I'm late, and this is the most I, efficient I, way to get there. My roommate's got the car. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get there. And somehow. this is what I got yeah. to get there. And I'm totally shamed on the radio, and I'll never do it again. <laughs> what, right? what would be the preferred route, Deb? I would say probably, yeah, just uh, through well, Sixth Street, Street straight yeah, across. Sixth yeah. Street yeah. straight down to National Avenue. Because you said he got off at National, right? Yeah. Yeah, right, right at that off ramp. Yeah, just take Sixth Street, and it'll take you right to National. In fact, might actually have been faster. Probably. <laughs> More of a direct route. Not to climb up that ramp. I text the word watch to 855-616-1620 or bike. Either way, we'll get you the video. I can send you the link. 855 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Your weekly Bucks breakdown is back. They want to win equally as bad as I do. Bucks Weekly on WTMJ. Now he joins a team where you have, as he has put it, the best player in the league. And a new year brings new faces. You'll see that I've gotten better year after year after year after year. Get the latest news, analysis, and insight on your Milwaukee Bucks all season long. Bucks Weekly with Justin Garcia every Monday night at 8 on WTMJ. And catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Eric Bilstad here, a homeowner that is so happy I've had my worry-free roof tune-up from Tri-County Contracting. When you've had the weather we've had with the snow, then the freezing, then the rain, then the popping, and the shingles getting moved And then around. the refreezing. Yes, and yeah. then the refreeze. All of that is going to do quite a bit of work on your roof. So now's the time to schedule up yourself a worry-free roof tune-up. This is when they jump on the roof, Chuck and Tony in the group there, and they take a look around and they replace things that need to be replaced. They fix the issues that need to be fixed and they extend the life of your roof. Plus, they'll tell you, hey, your roof is good to go. You don't need a brand new one. Oftentimes, we might buy one that we don't really need. Tri-County Contracting. Here's where you go. TriCountyContractingWI.com. That's the website. TriCountyContractingWI.com. There are many reasons to choose document imaging technology from James Imaging Systems. Chris McLean, co-owner of DBAT Brookfield, the baseball and softball training facility, had his reasons. 
I think the biggest thing, the important things for me are effective communication and timely response. James Imaging Systems, Kiyosera, Kiyosera Copiers, Kiyosera Network Printers, Kiyosera Color Systems, and the James team that works with you to provide the business technology to help you thrive. Honestly, Candy had a lot to do with it. Candy, your James Imaging Systems sales representative. Candy built great rapport with our general manager right out of the gate. It helps that they're a local business, we're a local business as well. James Imaging Systems, effective communication and local responsiveness. They're a partner. James Imaging is a partner, not a vendor. Kia Sarah. Kia Sarah from James Imaging Systems. Call 262-781-7700 or visit jamesimaging.com. James Imaging Systems, your local business technology partner. Traffic is sponsored by Annex Wealth Management. It's time to know the difference, and Annex Wealth Management is ready to help with investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning as a fee-only fiduciary partner. AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. 8.58 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. This wintry mix sticking around today. High of 37 degrees, very icy conditions, particularly south of Milwaukee this morning. So watch for that. WTMJ Steve Scafidi in this house right now. Why am I getting, why am I getting text suggesting moped guy was running meth? Am I missing a Breaking Bad reference or something? Or is there something out there? I mean, if you search moped and meth, things pop up. So, <laughs> so maybe that's just a... It is a crazy scene, though, <laughs> watching that guy tool down the freeway at 40 miles an hour. Right. I was right to find a little humor in that, right? Yeah, it, okay. it, it's right. just the craziest thing. Welcome to Wisconsin, everybody. Hey, so what do we do about this semi that's beached here, 94 North near Ryan Road? What do we do about it? Nothing. Someone, someone that knows what they're doing will actually take care of it. But do they have to? Like right now, like shut down. I mean, right now the the road's still open. You can get by on the left hand side. But boy, eventually they're going to have to pull that thing out of there, and that's going to just cause all kinds of hassle. Oh, major thoroughfare into the city. I mean, it's going to be a problem. I think you're onto something, though. Leave it be here. We'll, we'll come back overnight here when. Uh... It's not a bad thought. Yeah, but they're not going to do that probably. No, they're not. We've got a big old crane sitting out there and a mm-hmm. lot of emergency vehicles. So this is Northbound 94 just before Ryan Road. Debbie's on top of that as well. And we also have breaking news this morning. I don't know if this is brand, brand new. I was not aware of this. Sherry Tussler announcing her retirement from the Hunger Task Force. That Hunger Task Force, yeah. She's been there since ever. Yeah, it's the only person I've ever dealt with there. Right. It's her. Yeah. She's going to officially announce her retirement on Thursday. Wow. She's done a lot of great work. What do you got today? Uh, should we put all of our marbles in the uh, Iowa caucus uh, 